0: Well, welcome to another edition of the Broadcast Podcast. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm really good. This is our first (laughs) evening uh, podcast in our newer space. I know. I was driving
1: here, and I realized that it's starting to stay lighter, longer, yeah, and it made me so happy. I know. And then I realized I probably have seasonal affective disorder. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely feel <laughs> a little more peppy. I do too. Ooh. Which for me is a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> like you so sounded lovely. really peppy in our opener, by well, the way. Really, I am actually really <laughs> tired, so I'm like way over tired. So, yeah. so now you're just yeah. wired. Sometimes they give me notes, you guys, and tell me that I'm not peppy <laughs> enough. Can we do that again? <laughs> Apparently, my enthusiasm is not. We I know mean, you're enthusiastic on no the inside. Is as enthusiastic as you. <laughs> So it's like a really high bar. You have to just balance me. But anyway, I'm going to get the <laughs> housekeeping out of the way. Okay. Um, let people know that they can follow us on Twitter at hyphenpodcast.com if you'd like to see back episodes and pictures of all the wonderful women that we've interviewed so far. Um, if you'd like to support the show, which we would love, you can visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash broadcast You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you'd like to sponsor or otherwise partner with the show, we would love to talk to you about that. You can drop us a line at broadcastpgh at gmail.com. And I would love to thank our patrons who have supported the show so far. Lisa Earl mm-hmm. and Teresa Kaufman have been patrons for a while. And we also want to give a shout out and thank you to Mike Sorg, Sorgatron Media, who keeps us sounding so just brilliant and intelligent. And I mean, we do sound clear. Little. And clear. Yes. It's more important. We can hear ourselves. <laughs> so, who is on the show tonight? Because this is someone you're, you're excited about.
1: Yes, and we've been ha- trying to have her on for a while, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that the stars aligned and we were able to make this happen. Her name is Versha Mathor. and did I did I get close to right on that? Yes. Okay. It's really good. Oh, thanks. I feel better now. I was like really nervous. Okay. And I'm just going to read a, a sliver of her bio because she's got a lot going on, this lady, which is here all night why she's thing. here because yeah, right. we only have, you know, women that have and why was a so, lot
0: going on. And why it was so hard to get her on. Because exactly. Hello.
1: She's a busy lady. Yeah. But she is a life coach and an entrepreneur with a background in law, business, and nonprofit leadership. No big deal. And before becoming a life coach, she owned a management company and practiced law in the areas of mediation, real estate, and land use. Um, Marcia, it sounds like you've done a lot, but your your career has kind of taken you in a new direction. And you're also new to Pittsburgh, not new, new, but you've not lived here for too long. You were in Maryland for a while, correct?
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, first of all, thank you both for having me here. I'm oh. really thrilled and and really en- I've enjoyed your podcast so much. So thank you. I'm thank happy you to so be much. part of part of this awesome production.
1: Let me just preface this by saying she did bring wine. For oh. us, <laughs> so yeah. So we like her a lot. So obviously, she's like our new no, favorite. And guest. this is not
0: <laughs> like it's not required of guests. Just FYI, if you're ever going to come on the show, however. Just witness how how much more excited we sound when someone... This is Kim present. sounding
2: more excited.
0: <laughs> See? okay, look, I'm a mellow person. I can't help it.
2: Yeah, I was just in Sonoma County, actually. So that oh. kind of led me to uh, believe that everyone down here should... Uh, or over here should enjoy some wine as well. Yeah, and yeah. I
1: think everybody needs some wine. Yeah, so you're not going to twist our arms. No, you will Kim never twist us our, our, our arms. Arm.
2: But yeah, tell us a little bit about how you ended up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so... Um, Kind of an old-fashioned kind of story. I Mm -hmm. married my husband who had a job out here and followed him. uh, Kind of fell in love with the city while I was already back and forth during Mm -hmm. our dating. We were long distance. I was living in D.C. at the time. Had a business in Maryland. And the business was at a point where it was under management and I could leave it for, you know, brief periods of time. So it allowed me to have a little bit of freedom to travel and and, uh, meet this great person. And when it came time to deciding who was going to move for who, uh, we decided on Pittsburgh uh, because uh, the business was uh, part of an industry that was changing significantly and no longer for small businesses anymore as much. It was healthcare management. So, you know, it was just kind of perfect timing for me to move on and to try something new out here in Pittsburgh.
1: What have you thought about Pittsburgh since you've you're not from here originally, you know. Yeah,
2: I really love it. Mm-hmm. I think mm. it's uh, kind of I'm very lucky in that I'm getting to see it at a time when there is this huge renaissance, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's you know beautiful. There's parks and museums. Uh, the restaurants are incredible. I can't even keep up with all the new restaurants, oh and gosh, uh, yeah. it's so, amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm really lucky to to kind of be here, and and I'm starting to now also learn about. The parts of Pittsburgh that were here originally, Mm -hmm. and getting a taste for some of that local flavor, which is so uh, passionate about their city, and it's so interesting, you know, to, to learn the heritage of the people who have been here for centuries. Yeah,
1: and and did you grow up in Maryland originally, or where are you from originally? Yeah, I mean, I
2: I was born in New York Mm -hmm. and grew up predominantly in Maryland.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you've always kind of been an East Coast Mm -hmm. kind of girl. Yeah. I always say Pittsburgh is East Coast, but nobody else. I mean, people would say we're more Midwestern. Yeah,
0: people say Midwest, but I feel like like Ohio is where the Midwest starts. Yeah, exactly. We're at the cutoff. Not that there's anything wrong with Midwest. (laughs) No. It doesn't feel
2: Midwestern. For some people, I've noticed the accent is a little bit Mm. like those. In Ohio. So it's uh-huh. a little bit of that Midwest uh-huh. accent, but yeah. not
1: quite. Yeah. Yeah. So I, when I hear somebody that says, okay, I just picked up and moved my life for love, <laughs> that sounds terrifying <laughs> to me <laughs> and exhilarating. <laughs> but I mean, were you scared to do that? Or were, I mean, I know you said you were kind of ready for that next adventure, but did it scare you to just come to a new city that you didn't really know anybody? You were moving here for a guy, <laughs> you know, were you worried mm-hmm. you were going to lose yourself in the shuffle?
2: I've moved a lot. I mean okay. since college I went to college in upstate New York so that was a big trek at 18. Mm-hmm. And then school in uh, law school in Massachusetts so that was another big move. I've lived in Connecticut, I've lived in different parts of New York so and moved then moved back down to Maryland and DC. So moving is just I think part of what defines me. A little wanderlust. Um, a little wanderlust.
0: A little wanderlust. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so now that
2: we've kind of set our roots in Pittsburgh, um traveling is one of the big things that yeah. we have to um, do on a regular basis to make ourselves feel good. And yeah, um, yeah. so, yeah, no, I wasn't scared at all. I think um, it's important to know who you are mm-hmm. in order to say, I'm not leaving me. I'm leaving right. my stuff, maybe a little bit of it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. a, or maybe a dwelling, but uh, home is where your heart is.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Nicely put. <laughs> so you are a life coach. Yes. So. That's one of those things that people say and they're like, oh, and they don't really know what it is and they kind of poke fun at it. But mm-hmm. it's helpful for a lot of people because it's kind of hard to get your act together. Well, there's a lot of moving parts in life age. right yeah. now for people. Yeah. And so you... It's I'm, complicated. <laughs> well, let me just let you both in on a little secret. I'm not the most organized person. <laughs> really? Like, I know. Shocking. <laughs> so how do you... I'm interested in this as sort of a, how do you approach someone who comes to you and says, I need help with my life? Like That yeah. seems like...
2: Well, what made you want to do it? Yeah, So it kind of landed in my lap, actually. And I don't love the term life coach Mm -hmm. because it's so broad Mm -hmm. and I'm not getting anyone's life together. You have to Mm -hmm. get your own life together, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I I use the word coach, I think, a little bit more than life coach because I also tend to do more things with relationships. But Mm. it landed in my lap because... Even before the end of my last business, I was basically sitting on the couch of my parents' basement going through a transition myself and thinking about, you know, how did I get from, you know, out of really tough times and into times when I felt on top of the world. And um, I went through… A couple of different hardships, both in business and in my personal life, specifically a divorce, which Mm. happened what I think is about six years ago now. So it feels like ancient history in today's Mm -hmm. time, at least. But, um, you know, randomly after that happened, people started coming out of the woodwork and asking me not how I was doing, but what I was doing to kind of Mm. be back to normal. And uh, especially in the South Asian community, Divorce is such a taboo. Yeah, and it, yeah. there's a stigma behind it, and it's not just South Asian. There's a lot of cultures, sure. um, yeah. of, and people have come to me from all sorts of cultures saying, "I don't know how to communicate this with my family. I don't know how to deal with the fact that I had this religious ceremony, and now I'm willing to break it." Yeah. Um, so, when people started coming out of the woodwork, I was feeling like I needed to make a statement about, you know, how I how I did get through things. And I'll never forget, I right after my separation, I went to a family wedding. It was somewhat traditional. My family's kind of in the middle when it comes to tradition. But I was standing at the cocktail hour and up comes, you know, one or two people actually who just said, gosh, I wish I had done this when I was younger. I wish I had done what you did. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. these were not young, you know, these were people who were well established, you know, family people. And I didn't expect them to say that. And it really hit me that there is a need for people to feel safe, um, you know, being happy in their lives and for people to know that there is life after divorce and life after separation or after really any hardship, as long as you figure out what those roadblocks are for you and what communication styles you need to use to get yourself through things. And, um, so a lot of what yeah.
0: you're talking about is like self-care because we mm-hmm, we don't mm-hmm. really do a great job of that in general. just yeah. I think as women in general, but
2: that it's it's hard
0: to sort of have those conversations because we don't we don't necessarily think of ourselves. And I think for a lot of people, probably women especially, they feel like divorce is a failure that they did something that they they failed at or they did something wrong. That's such a hard you know stigma to overcome or a hard mm-hmm. feeling to mm-hmm. to move on from you know because it's I would think it could be it would be embarrassing in a lot
1: yeah. of ways too because you you know you and i'm it's funny cuz i'm engaged right now so i'm on the flip side of it but it's it's gotten me to think about these rituals you know mm-hmm. and that we do in our society and how if you you know you've told all these people about it and you you're throwing this big party and you're spending all this money yeah, and you're right. you you know it's this big thing that you're doing and then for that not to work out i would think for a lot of women, especially in American culture, where I think we're all on level 10 neuroses at most times, (laughs) type A plus, plus plus, it would be really hard to admit to yourself that this isn't working. So what was the thing that happened when you were ready to say this isn't working for me anymore? Was there an do you remember a singular moment that you had where you were just like, I can't do this anymore and I don't care what people think? Because I think that's what it takes is you have to get to that yeah. mm-hmm. point, especially if you do have familial pressures or friend- friendships that are pressuring you to kind of stick with it. Yeah. You know, what yeah. was your breaking point?
2: I mean, that's such a personal thing and I don't mind sharing at all. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I think it's going to be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of stuff that, you know, for me was... The same old thing happening over mm-hmm. and over and not yeah. getting better after yeah. you've tried so much. And that was it. I didn't need to see or hear what was happening one more time mm-hmm. to move on. And, mm-hmm. you know, the same thing happens for people in dating as well. Like, yeah. you, you know, you feel like, you know, why haven't I met the right person? And, and I get a lot of that too, just yeah. sort of like the online dating world is so difficult. Mm-hmm. And, um, I even had a mom call me up once and say, "My daughter is 35 and she's still not married. Like, can you please help her? Like, how did you get remarried? You've been married twice and my daughter's still struggling." And I was like, "Look, you know, if your daughter wants to talk to me, that's a separate thing. Yeah. I will not talk to you about this. Yeah. But um, you know, it's just it's just too bad that people feel stuck and mm-hmm. there are ways out of it, but I will kind of throw it out there that coaches cannot be your therapist. And coaches can't be your attorney. They can't help you in family court, you know. Um, It really has to be about your wanting to move forward towards a specific goal Um, Mm -hmm. and being confident in yourself that you can go out and get love, happiness, mindfulness, you know, whatever it is.
1: So what's a session, a typical session like? What does it look like when someone meets with you for the first time?
2: Yeah, so um, there is a basic traditional intake form and there's a contract involved, um, but mostly it's conversation and it's Mm -hmm. um, either by phone or Skype. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can last anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour depending on the person's schedule and um, usually you'll leave and sometimes I will even leave with a homework list Mm -hmm. uh, to do, uh, whether it's actual physical something or sort of reflective stuff.
0: Yeah. And do you tailor it by based on, I mean, I'm sure that different people have different needs, obviously. So how do mm-hmm. you, how do you kind of assess, okay, this person is going to need a lot of, you know, encouragement verbally, or this person really needs to have a list that she can follow. Do you, do you kind of, and I'm, I'm saying she, I'm assuming yeah. it's, it tends to be more female. So, than male, so far I'm for wondering. me, it has mm-hmm. been
2: predominantly women, mm-hmm. uh, though I'd be really interested to work with men because of You know, I think a man who'd be willing to work with a coach would be – a a female coach would be very receptive to Mm -hmm. certain things, and that would be cool to kind of work with. But um, to your point, the I think it's just my gut. Yeah. You know, I think you kind of have to read the person and know Mm -hmm. what they're going to go with and what they're going to thrive on. Yeah. And so you ever had a a situation where you
0: were kind of, you know, felt like you couldn't figure the person out or was it – I mean, I I guess – As in every profession, you have situations where some clients are tougher than others, and so how do you kind of work through those? Because you know, at a certain point, you want to feel like you're doing Mm -hmm. a good job, right? So how do you how do you work through those more complex? I don't want to say difficult, but more complex clients. I mean, I think if I'm
2: not clicking with a person and Mm -hmm. they're not clicking with me, I think that's rare uh, because I love people and I I I, you know I I like. I can't uh, imagine
0: someone who can't get along with you. (laughs) I appreciate
2: you saying that, but um, you know, I think some people are just. interested and intrigued, but not ready. And um, so they're not a right fit, and we won't work together. You know, you can't force this type of thing. And, you know, a lot of times I do encourage people to seek counseling if they're, you know, at that stage, because I can't – there's a lot of things I can't do for a person that they have to do for themselves.
1: And I think that's very honest, because I think where Mm -hmm. people fall into traps with coaching and with coaches is that they're trying to do too many things and work in too many lanes. Mm -hmm. So do you think that your law background and your background working in healthcare management how did this how did all of these kind of points of intersection get you to this point? Did you feel as though these backgrounds have really helped bring you here? And what did you yeah. do to become a coach?
2: Yeah, so um I do have academic and life experience sort of training in uh coaching topics, but I have uh pretty much used a lot of the legal and mostly the business side of things Mm -hmm. for the coaching, you know, when when you talk about like your gut feeling and and what you want to use. So um, the legal experience, I think more so to just kind of protect myself as a business Mm -hmm. owner um, and to make sure people are thinking about that for themselves, especially if I'm working with someone who wants to start up a new business or, you know, is looking for potential clients, making sure they're, you know, checking off all the boxes and -hmm. and covering themselves legally uh, without giving legal advice by any means. And then um, with the business stuff, I mean, honestly, it's all interpersonal skills, I feel like. Mm-hmm. To run a business, you have to be a networker. You have to be a person pleaser. Or be and... able to
0: turn those on really easily. Right. It's no exactly. yeah. So,
2: um, they've always helped me, you know, all those things that you learn by trial and error even.
1: And speaking of life experience, you said you love to travel. Mm-hmm. So let's switch gears a little bit mm-hmm. here and let's talk about some of the fun places you've gone or some of the places that are on your bucket list.
2: Yeah. Um... Actually, my parents are there right now in South Africa. And oh, that wow. was one of my favorite trips of all time, I think, just because it is it is a bucket list for a lot of people mm-hmm, to be able sure. to go out and see those animals in their space and not the zoo. Mm-hmm, um, sure. And... You can't even describe the feeling of sitting on that Jeep and having the wind in your face and uh, getting up close to I mean, a giraffe came up to me like closer than we're (gasps) sitting even and was like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, just seeing different cultures out there Mm. in South Africa and recognizing how different they are not, you know, and how similar Mm. we all are. That was nice. Um, We do have Cambodia and Vietnam coming up, which are like our big trips. Oh, Wow just came back from San Francisco, which I, I'd never been there. So I yeah, love I San Francisco.
1: San Francisco is like one of my favorite American cities.
2: You know, I was, I, I like it for what I was exposed to there. Mm-hmm. I was just worried that I felt the discrepancy between poor and rich was really high there.
0: Yeah. It, and it's gotten worse mm-hmm. too. Yeah. It's one of those cities, it's such a high cost of living with mm-hmm. such a high standard of living.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe some cities just hide it better, but yeah. I was, I was kind of Shocked. Shocked and sad. Yeah. Because I think of San Francisco as so progressive Mm -hmm. and I'm so happy with what they're doing there in certain ways. But um, yeah, it's very obvious that their Mm -hmm. systems are not enough to handle all the people there. So yeah. Uh, As far as as traveling, I'm wondering how, I want to
0: sort of explore a little bit how this uh, in, uh, in, informs your work as a life coach. Like mm-hmm. do you think about other cultural norms and other cultural identities? Because you talked about how different we are not. So mm-hmm. that's sort of interesting to me that as a life coach with this natural affinity for for coaching people and talking them through problems, you know, how does that, how does your travel and your exposure to other, other cultures kind of factor into that? Because I would imagine that it gives you really good perspective on people who might have problems that are not quite exactly what you have, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. For... For me to be able to say to somebody, "I know where you're coming from, I don't right. You can <laughs> right. never be in somebody's right. shoes, really, yeah, but I think by exposing myself to different cultures, I can at least say, "Oh, I've seen that before, mm-hmm. like you know, maybe yeah. I can help you because i've I've seen what you're going through, um or it's similar to what I am experiencing because you know whatever it is and yeah. So that helps, and you know, everywhere we go, and it's usually my husband and I, but we sometimes travel alone as well. We try to meet a local family, mm-hmm. whether you know, it's usually a family friend or some like super distant relative that we have to hunt down um, to have dinner with to learn, you know, you know, what are their kids studying, and um, you know, where where do they go on their holidays, and what are they eating on a Sunday Saturday night, and where do they work, uh, how do they commute? These are all things that give you so much insight into somebody's Absolutely, life. Yeah. Love that. Um, I'm always really impressed to see that kids in other countries know so much more about politics than the ones mm-hmm. here in this country, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Although that may be, that time might be shifting a little bit lately. And true. <laughs> <or Washington>, yeah, <laughs> Very true. For better or worse, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's interesting too, you were talking about what people eat. Is, did that inform, because I know you recently have been trying to become mm-hmm. more vegetarian, did that inform your decision, these travels, or was it just because you wanted to just give it a whirl?
2: A number of things for me. I mean, I I, I say I'm only about 75% vegetarian Mm -hmm. because I do still eat a lot of fish and uh, a few things here and there if it's sustainable. But um, part of becoming vegetarian for me was a spiritual reason, you know, wanting to reduce my carbon footprint um, and being healthier. It really Mm -hmm. has helped me uh, lose a little bit of weight and uh, just feel cleaner and leaner and that Mm -hmm. good stuff, you know? So have you found any good recipes? I make a lot of Indian food, mm-hmm. so that's kind I of. I know a that's cool. why I'm you asking. Yeah, like, yes, I will. I will on. happily hook you up with some recipes. <laughs> Thank <In> fact, you. <laughs> there is a friend of mine who is going to work with me on doing a little blog series of her own oh, on awesome. my recipes that she will then make and feature on her. Oh, right. great! So well. dining by Divya is her name. Oh, so. I
0: love it. That's what we have to do. for future guests, everyone, bring us a home cooked. Oh my meal. God, this, we this is eat this it is... while we're having a whole different podcast. We'll just have you on again. It's fine. Yeah. We have told you, we can have <laughs> Whoever done damn on the show.
1: It's
2: <laughs> up right. to us.
1: That's right. Yeah, so, we, has your husband decided to go vegetarian with you?
2: He has not. And so I that okay made it, that. Okay. Because mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, I know a lot of couples that it's challenging because then you're kind of yeah. making you make two two, dinners, two different yeah. types of food. Or are you of the mind where, like, this is what I'm making for dinner? And if you want something else, enjoy. See,
2: I always grew up with. Um, with mostly Indian food where mm-hmm. you you often do make a meat and a vegetable. okay. So it doesn't make it that difficult. Um, and then there's things like lentils, which are so much more high in protein right. that you can make as a side dish as well. Uh, so yeah, it really hasn't affected us. Plus it's only the two of us. So right. making like two small things is not that big a deal. It's not a big deal. And yeah. he handles a lot of it himself, you know, the grilling. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked a little bit about
0: traveling to other countries, but, you know, the little cheat sheet that you gave us says you've been to – Um, 31 states Mm -hmm. too in the United States besides Pennsylvania obviously and the places that you've lived like places you've spent a lot of time what are some places you visit that you really want to go back to? Like, what's a place, a trip you took that you're like, I really… New Orleans. Top <laughs> of okay. the list. To so many Everyone, I
1: was <laughs> just going to say, I, I've been talking to so many people lately that yeah. are just like, you have to go to New Orleans. Yeah. So why for you was that so so special? So
2: when you go there, you know, and I think we only spent like a long weekend in there. And this is when I was, I was with my family. But I was over 21, but I was with my family. Um, you know, you only touch the surface. Yeah. There is so much there. Historical, cultural… Uh, music, food. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you go, you just realize how much you're leaving behind. And I have family out there, so I definitely want to visit them next time I go and maybe catch a festival. Mm. So like now we've been thinking about instead of going as sheer tourists, why don't we travel the US and see festivals around the country instead of just going and doing touristy things? there's a podcast right there too. I know. Mm -hmm. You could do a whole series. Festival podcast. Yeah. Oh, that would be so
0: fun. Yeah. You should do it. <laughs> Done. I, I want more women to have podcasts. Like I know. It can be new. a
1: div- it'll be a division of the broadcast podcast series. Right. right. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. <A> spin-off. <laughs> yeah, we'll have spin-offs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a broadcast empire. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I do know people who do that. Like once in a blue moon, they'll throw in like an interesting yeah. different thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that way we could get a little deeper into the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because if you go locals. for a weekend, you
0: never feel like you... Yeah. There's, like you said, there's always so much you leave behind and so much you wish you could have done this or that.
2: Yeah. Time. And they're usually in towns that are a little off the beaten path. So you could mm-hmm. go to the dive bar. I mean, mm-hmm. locals aren't at the museums, like even right. here, maybe students, but yeah. so it's nicer to be able to expose yourself to that. Definitely. Yeah. It just sounds
1: like a lot of your, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of your experiences have sort of culminated to you becoming involved with being a life coach. So, you know, when you had your very first client, did you feel nervous, excited? What was that experience like for you? Cause you were really shifting from, you know, this, this, this healthcare world, this, mm-hmm. this, you know, background with law into something
2: very different, something much more personal. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that shift? Yes and no. I mean, with coaching, you kind of have to practice your mm-hmm. program and it was a program I created myself so I, I practiced it on family and friends oh and God. offered it. Well, everyone like, leave me alone. Stop coaching me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was only going to do it if they were like game, you yeah, know, yeah. because you have to oh, be really, I really I honest with yourself. I do it whether people myself. want
0: it or not. She does it to me all the time.
2: Um, and then, you know, I, you know, I offered it um, to some nonprofits to say, hey, can I like help some people here? So That's cool. Yeah, it was kind of a good way for me to practice and for me to like see what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it broke the ice for me a little there. Um, yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us about your experiences and what you're offering to everyone. And can you give everybody a little rundown on how they can get a hold of you if they want to yeah, reach out? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, so my website is knowinglux.com. And on the site, you can find a way to schedule a free introductory meeting with me. And I will shoot, un- shoot you an email with the introductory forms. And uh, we can get started talking to see if it's a right fit. It people feel awesome. intimidated to make that first step? I mean, I think maybe you know, time you're starting maybe, a new yeah. thing or a new, she's there's very no, nice. The she good is thing gonna... is that there's no, there's no financial commitment, right? Like there's no, there's nothing saying that you have to walk away from this call with anything. If mm-hmm. you do great, you know, um, because at the crux of everything, I really want people to know that there is no, uh, there is a way out of this hardship. There is a mm. way out of relationships, careers, you know, whatever it is you're going through, there's a way out of it. And there is a format for getting out of it that I think really works. So, because yeah. people um, need to feel like there's a plan, like, if you kind of have lot. a lot
0: going on or uh, things are chaotic, to feel like someone else can say, Okay, here's the plan for how mm-hmm. we're going to get how we're going to do this. It's not yes. just kind of like you know, sort of wading through. So, yeah. people sure, who
2: know me know I'm a planner, like,
0: yeah, I give me
2: some Google Sheets and Excel. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're talking.
1: But I think half the battle sometimes is just getting yourself organized. Taking that mm-hmm. first your thoughts step. organized. Yeah. Or even recognize thoughts. that you need to get organized. I yeah. feel like just
0: even yes, I can't do this anymore. I need someone to And it reduces the stress, yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. Taking that first step. Yeah. So Maybe we'll have her on and she'll have she'll coach us and give us like that consult. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, have people we've had on already. Like, we had a woman on come fast on. Like, have her do my colors and have her come on and give us a life coach session. Yes. So it's like, all right, here's where you're a mess and here's
1: I, where you're doing good. Mm-hmm. We'll pay for that session I feel for like, you. you.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Which no, one I
2: would be awesome to just talk coach. with you all one on one like that. That would be nice. Do the abuse
0: I tell you. Oh, man. She's like <laughs> smiling at me, and yet yeah, she's like, She knows I love her.
1: She knows I love her. No, but thank you so much for being on. And we hope that you'll come back and chat with us again.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I look forward to it. Thank you both very much.